Welcome back to another episode of the Street Alpha Podcast. I'm your host, Tooks. We are out here in Maryland, over here for uh, Import vs. Domestic World Cup Finals. And today we have an OG, and actually the, the first, I would say, like, legendary OG on the podcast. We're going to get that perspective today, and we're going to talk about how it was back in the 80s, I believe, right? 80s, early 90s in street racing scene. So today, let's welcome our guest, Ralphie from DRT Racing. Hi. Thank you. How are you doing, man? Good, good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks I really appreciate you for yeah. having me on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. So there's a lot to talk about. I know we spoke about things offline. Um, and I'm more interested in actually how things were back in the 80s okay. um, and how you actually started uh, the street racing and then how it led to where we are today. So you guys might hear some sound. It's going on in the background. It's cool. We're actually at an event. You guys are qualifying today, right? Correct. Yeah, part of the experience. <laughs> All right. So you told me yesterday that you you started you were racing for for money back in the day, and that's correct. how you were that's, making that's a living. That's correct. Well, I, I first of all I started you know since before before uh, I was racing. I I saw racing before I was actually driving. Okay. Uh, and that's, wow. That's what caught my interest. That's really what caught my interest. Um, I I used to go to a park in 190th Street on Amsterdam and ride bicycle get just go to the park and and i saw people like arguing which i thought was arguing yeah you know, <laughs> 11 years old so and i got closer and closer and then i saw that they were exchanging money and talking and it caught my interest but nothing at that time and then right. by high school uh when i left junior high school I, I went to automotive high school in brooklyn oh really yeah wow so that that was a short term because Going on the on the train, I will pass the stop. I fall asleep all the time, so I, I, I changed over after after the first semester. Where but, did you grow uh, up at, though? Huh? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Washington Heights. Washington Heights. Yeah, I okay. grew up in Washington Heights. Um, and then you know that really got my interest. Um, they they teach you the basics there. Um, I took some machine shop um, breaks and little things like that. And he actually I got it. I got into cars that way. And then building building the model cars that they used to have before. Uh, so it just caught my interest. Yeah. basically. That's how I started. Was street racing very popular at that time in Washington Heights? Yes. So what were the summer locations that were really popular back so then? So where I first got started was 190th Street on Amsterdam um, behind the uh, high school, behind okay. George Washington High School. And that's basically where, where I saw the, the, the first time of racing. It, was, it wasn't much. It was a very short thing, but that's what we had. That's what they had, and that's what right. they passed on to us. So right. basically, that's that's how I got started, and it was right after, right after a bit of I was in high school that I started to drive. Yeah, I was working at a auto body shop, and one day the guy asked me if I knew how to drive a car, and I said yeah, and I, it was automatic, <laughs> so I kind of drove it in, but he knew I didn't know how yeah, to drive, yeah, yeah. and basically that's how I got my first driving experience, actually. So what were some of the cars that were popular back in the day when you first started? So the the most popular car was the Datsun 510, which was my very first car. A Datsun? Yeah, a Datsun 510. So I my very first car was a 1972 Datsun 510. The the Corollas, 1970, 1970 yeah. Corollas. After the 510, I had a couple of RX2s. I went into Mazda for a little while. Okay. Um, the Mazda thing was more of a challenge because I come from a Dominican community, which right. in those days, they used to say that those 
those motors couldn't be rebuilt they couldn't be touched or whatever so i i just got into it and they were they were fast yeah they were way faster than everything else at that time if you can get them to to work basically. yeah well you just even stock they were even just stock. they were just faster they were just way yeah. faster than everything else so it, it caught my attention for a little while but then i i, I got away from it <laughs> is it so is it is the rx7 thing like more of a puerto rican thing or it's just like a yeah well it is especially yeah. nowadays right it is um they were they were they were way ahead of us right in in, in technology and all that and, and knowing the engine as well so when you were building you had the datsun that was your first actual build where you started shoe racing with it yes and and i bought that car for five hundred dollars for how much yeah, five hundred dollars back then which five? was a lot of money <laughs> okay all right so hold on what at five hundred dollars what do you get with five hundred dollars back then as opposed well to i got a car that i had to do some work to it of course okay they use car but um and i i had dj equipment at that time and i sold all my dj equipment and then my mom gave me some more money to, <laughs> to to put in and 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 buy and buy the car but um interesting enough i kept re, you know rebuilding it and changing parts and that's more or less how i got my hands on on, on the mechanic side of it right um always interested me um my father was a construction worker so i see him making things so it kind of rubbed up rubbed up to me as well right right I just wasn't into the construction heavy lifting stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the heavy labor. I, so, I mean, we've all done that. We've all been there. Where we had to do some yeah, manual labor so, growing up. So that that kind of rubbed them to me, and that's that's how I got started. All right. So you had the Datsun, right? And you started street racing with that car, right? Uh, correct. Well, okay. not really. Let's not. Well, you can call it street racing because I was, but nothing for money, nothing for just for fun. Let's say just for it was fun. Just most most back back in those days, racing was was having we go to have fun so we'll meet on sundays or we meet on weekends um from from there i went to chase stadium okay so chase stadium was my second spot uh, it was more serious there but at chase stadium the good part about it is that you just stood at the line right you park at the line and somebody parks next to you and you ran all day so it was races all day right. all, day, right. all day for fun and then there were big races for money they will bring them up to the to the like the highway so so, the highway yeah they so we will move from the junkyards up to the highways and then they will race there for the for the big money what year was this uh like around 80, around 86 86 85 86 okay so i wasn't i wasn't born in the 80s of course i'm 91 but You're making back me then, look old now <laughs> <laughs> so so back then how were you able to you know because nowadays social media cell phones is you know you can call people and text people Correct. What were you doing back then in order to connect? And, you know, so how did you know where basically it was word of mouth, shop okay. to shop, um, hanging out spots. And we knew that Friday nights, Saturday nights, we'll go there. Sunday yeah. nights, we used to go to Fountain. I never went to Brooklyn too much. I never liked Brooklyn. Fountain Avenue? <laughs> yeah, okay. Fountain Avenue uh, by Pennsylvania Avenue. Right. Um, I never liked to go to Brooklyn. I found Brooklyn like very hard to get around with. And, and yeah. plus, Brooklyn had a really bad reputation back then. It was really, you know, it's really bad. Yeah, so, yeah. Back then, back uh, in the eighties, I heard it yeah, was like whole yeah, different, correct, whole different area. So, so did the Bronx. The Bronx was all, all abandoned buildings, burned buildings. Yeah. Uh, especially Hunts Point, which was the next spot that I moved up to, uh. and um, where where I was really now beginning to race now. Hunts Point. Yeah, Hunts Point. Correct. Okay. So I had a. Uh, I had GSF on the podcast. You guys remember GSF's episode, and they had mentioned that you uh, Fast and Furious is based off of um, a guy from Hunts Point. Yeah. Um, so this is the guy who they say 
you can clarify it, but they say Fast and Furious was based off of. So can you talk about that? So it, it was all just struck a luck. Um, there was a guy from the, the uh, writer from the Daily News called, named Ken Lee. He was he was writing a story about things that happened in New York, and he went over to the track in um, in Long Island when it was open. It's, yeah, it's closed now, but when it was open back then, it was on a Sunday. It was just supposed to be a Sunday paper thing um, on the extras. Right. And he did a short story and he got interested. So he started asking people about street racing and he ended up in this place um, in Queens called Eastern um, um, Eastern Autosports, which used to sell parts. And a lot of people was mentioning my name. Right. Um, I had a friend of mine, Javier Ortega. Um, he, he said, you know, you should talk to Ralphie. He does a lot of street racing. And he always wanted to meet me. And then it, the day came and we met and I agreed to do the story. Racer X, So he yes. called the Racer X based on the cartoon. He thought it was a cool name. Right. Um, it didn't matter to me what the name was. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, I agree. I agree. And um, we lasted two years. We lasted two years doing that, that story. I'm like, for a while, I was like, is the story ever going to come out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we kept meeting in places. Um, just... It, it took probably six months after we were into the story to actually let people come, him come with the camera and take pictures. Then eventually we got like little videos. He got little videos of it. And um, and then in May 1998, the story came out, was published in Vive. Um, he called me, I ran, ran to buy it because the story was supposed to be short. It was supposed to be a quarter page. Okay. And when he was handing it over to his editor, it, the editor said, well, this is interesting. We need to get more. We need right. to get more. Yeah, it ended up being, I think, a two-page story. Two by pages. The time, yeah, by the, which was a lot in Vibe magazine back then. Right. That was the cover with Master P on it. Master, Master P. Master P, yeah. That, that, that was when he first came out, right? That's why. That's why he was ah. on the cover. That's when he really blew up. Dude, that's huge. So that was the cover uh, of that. and um, And the story was in it. Uh, what? It was May 1998. I have opened DRT on November 1997. So it was great for me because now I got, you know, there's no social media. Nothing yeah, better yeah, than a magazine. Yeah. That's all we had, magazines. We had car magazines. So right. now I'm in a magazine. and um, But the story didn't get around so much. People um, were asking, is that true? I'm like, well, the story's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I, when I, when, when one day he calls me and he goes, listen, I think I'm going to, I'm going to give the story. I'm going to get an agent to get the story going. He got an agent and he sold the story to Hollywood. He called me when he sold the story. And I right. said, oh, congratulations. Everything's good. I didn't want anything out yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I was just happy. I'm like, I don't even know where that's going. I, I was in my own world, man. I'm just, I just want to <laughs> make my money. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was doing good. So I didn't, I didn't care. I was young. And then one day he calls me, hey, the movie's going to be out. So you didn't know what movie it was going to be at the time? No, I did speak to to a few of the writers. They right. actually came to New York. I drove them around to different places. Yeah. They saw, and, I, and I always say in, in any interview, like, so the story when they first get to the scene, that they, they come on top of the mountain and they look up down and all the abandoned buildings and, right. the, and the music. That's that's the writer that was here. And I, I, I always say that I didn't like the movie, by the way. <laughs> but but <laughs> you, um, you mentioned that in the comments. Yeah, but but he got that part really, really 
correct you know that's I mean, the part that yeah. people that um i think grim had mentioned he said that whole scene yeah correct. was basically like supposed to represent new york yeah and uh i think correct. people were kind of upset about that they feel like oh new york feels like they started everything i'm like i don't really think it's well that. I think in it's, those days there was a big west coast east coast thing right. even, even on rap you yeah. know even on rap and Tupac everything and Biggie. yeah so oh, yep. everything was a big and and the funny thing that people don't know is that the movie was actually supposed to be filmed in new york Ah. But for budget reasons, they kept it out in in, in L.A., basically. What, were any parts of that movie um, like inspired by L.A. street racing as well, or you think it was just basically based? I don't. Of the I don't think so. I no. mean, um, L.A. says they got they got they had a big street racing following or whatever. Well, we don't see anything. And anybody you talk to in the East Coast has stories of racing in the in in, in the East Coast. Right. You know. Um, you know the, the 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 Asian the Asian market was big out there in in LA, um, Filipinos and and um, were, were racing actually. Right. But but up to this day, you don't see many many of them talking about it. So right. I I think they started maybe later in the in the 90s or something like that. That's when the competition I guess started to be with the, with the East Coast. Yeah. But even now with 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 import racing and this type of racing, we're bigger in the East Coast than they are in the West Coast. So. I don't know. You know? <laughs> I, I don't want to get into that. Fight. No, yeah, no, no, no. That's the thing, though. I think that um, some people were mentioning that street racing didn't start in New York. I don't think that just because the article was based or the movie was based off the article right. that people are, you're saying that I think it has to do with more so like the vi the movie itself, yeah. Fast and Furious, is based off right. of. And and for story. a long time it wasn't known. The right. article was there, so for most people that have the original dvd and 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 you can look them up in ebay they have the original dvd yeah so the story is in the dvd and in the back of it it says the story that inspired the movie mm. what happened was six months after it was out they took that out yeah they pulled back all the dvds they took it out because they used my name right and my name wasn't part of the deal <laughs> <laughs> so i never wanted to be part of the movie until 2015 when Vive um, called me up and they said, look, you know, we want to do a reunion. Um, Seven was going to be out right. that year. And they were in charge of doing the marketing and all that. And um, they did um, different, different, um, like different um, interviews. Interviews, right. With, with each and every one of the characters. And then they interviewed Ken and, and, and myself at, at my shop. And when that came out, then my phone then we had social media we had everything yeah. now everything is like oh is it true is it true is it true so i'm like well might as well ride this wave now because right. i i i got off the wave back then <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah people started to contact me and and talk to me and one and i'm like look i was just it was just a story i got nothing yeah. to do with the movie um i don't want anything to do with the movie you know they made so many mistakes Cause I was there in the original. In the original. Oh yeah, I was there for the for the first for the first um, time they showed the movie. Right. Because they actually what they do is so they do uh, a special presentation where they bring actual people and they have all the critics there. So mm. so the critics, you know, when the when the crowd goes wow, when they go crazy, the critics can hear that and then they they give a better review. Ah. So okay. that's that's what they were doing, and, and you know they make like. A, a big example that everybody makes fun of it. I mean, I'm surprised they don't kill it now because it's so old. But, <laughs> you know, when they said, you know, a Moltec exhaust. Yeah. And there was a technical advisor there and it was so simple to fix it. All you had to do was put an and in the middle, say a Moltec and an exhaust. 
Oh, he said Motec exhaust. And there's no such thing. So he looked really stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. But some of those some of those mistakes that may have been like an issue to the actual people from the, the story was based off of or even the tech advisors, yep. like those moments are the moments that people remember the most. Yes. You yes, know? which is which is crazy. They yeah. don't remember other things, so, right? So a big a big thing that everybody was like, "Oh, do you go out and steal cars? Do you go out and steal TV?" I'm <laughs> like, "No, you see, that's why I don't want any part of that." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they they feed off the negative stuff, never right. the positive stuff. So so maybe it is a good thing that they didn't really, you know, yeah, you know yeah. that you kind of yeah. weren't out there. But after 2015, then I I started doing more and more things and and started to talk about more and, right and giving out the story because a lot of people want to hear it for some reason. Yeah. So. You know, I, I feel like I said, like I, I spoke to you before, I feel we we as, as older generation have a, a, a need to actually show the new generation um, right. about talk to them about street racing, about, you know, the stupid things they're doing. But then again, we did stupid too back then. So right. we kind of like try to make it less stupid, <laughs> <laughs> trying to fix it. No, you know, of course. You know, that's what it is. But I feel, you know, the baton was passed on to me as a street racer. I feel that. I passed it along a long time ago, um, but uh, but I, I feel the need now that uh, they, people look at me like as exposement that, that I should talk more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a huge thing. And actually, especially representing New York, as you did, uh, most people didn't really know that. But that now that people, it's it's actually out there and the proof is there that you the movie was based off of you. Um, you mm -hmm. definitely should be a spokesman for, yep. you know, that generation for sure. Yep. So going back to the early days, you mentioned some some experiences you had back then with uh, street racing. Can you talk about what the what the vibe was like back then, as opposed to? I mean, I'm not sure if you've been outside now. Probably not. Yeah. But. Well, that, like right now, I, I I've been to a couple of street races. Okay. And it's just like a one race type of thing. Right. So they set up a race, whatever. They do it on Instagram. They do it on their phones. They yeah. text. We didn't have any of that, so we will meet every weekend. So every weekend was packed. For us, every weekend was packed, and then you never knew what we were doing. We didn't know who we were racing, but we were racing. Right. Um, you know, it was a lot of, uh, they, you know, they think they, they, they talk now. You got to see what we used to do. You know, yeah, I had to I had to actually just heckle you so you can race me. That's the yeah. way it was. You know, I'm, I'm going to set you up for you to race me. I'm going to get you upset. I'm going to do, you know, there's a million tricks. Kids nowadays, they just think that it's just racing and that's it and they go home. You know, there was more to it. Uh, and to me... After a little while, it became more of a business because now I don't work. This is what I'm making money out of. So, how much money? You mentioned how much money you were making back then. You were making a living yeah, off of street racing yeah, back then. Yeah, we made four or five thousand a week, easy. Because I wouldn't race for less than a thousand dollars. So, wow. that that was that was a rule. Like, there's no way I'm gonna race for less than a thousand dollars. I'm wasting my time. <laughs> yeah. So, how many people, for let's say for a pot of four thousand dollars, right? How many people do you think would be in that pot? It, it depended on the night. It depended okay. on the night, but like what what like I said before to you, I had a I had a following, and um, so my followers always will be in in my pot no matter regardless. Even even if I knew I was gonna win by a mile, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I I was gonna I wanted to keep them in there because they always support me. So it's like right. I know I'm gonna win money. You're gonna win money. But the one rule I had was we usually we will race back. You know, we will do a, you know, I always give the, the you, you want to race again, we'll race again. I don't right. have a problem with that. So if we race again, the money has to stay. You can't take your money out. If you took your money out, you're never betting with me again. That was my rule. Superstition, so. basically. Yeah, you know, like I feel you bringing negative vibe. Why are you taking your money out? You're <laughs> unsure now. You know, yeah. you want money. So exactly. what's the big deal? 
Right. So when it came to doing money runs back then, right? Um, what were some like the biggest pots you had back in those days? So we raised for five, five thousand, a thousand, two thousand. Never we the the biggest race I had was twenty thousand in one night. Twenty thousand. Yeah, but but it was it wasn't it wasn't one race. It was over and over. So we were duplicating oh, the money. Okay. Yeah. So right. we raced like four times that night. So by the end of the night, it was a twenty thousand dollar pot. Wow. So you mentioned also that you guys don't do the flashlight situation. You guys yeah. race off the I head. mean, I don't know whether, you know, they, they're looking at street outlaws and following that. <laughs> and then, you know, they got the, the most stupid rules now that if you leave before the light, you lose. I mean, how could you lose because you left? You know, you do the race over. This is street racing. This is yeah. might as well come to the track. They got lights here. Then yeah. you lose. Yeah. Then, there's no argument. You know, there's no video. There's nothing. Right. But uh, we, we used to do it with our hands and ask if you're ready you're ready hand goes up hand comes down right but the rule is also that if the hands never came down if one car left and the other one chased it a chase is a race chase you better continue because that's it the race right. is on there's you know there's no going back but if if one guy take off one guy stays even if the hands came right. down we'll come back okay then you rerun it yeah we rerun not it. rerun but like but you yeah run it. we'll start again we start, and we then start what, if, what if somebody breaks down Oh, some we we usually have a punk. We call it punk out money. Okay. So punk out money is you put either a hundred, five hundred, a thousand, whatever amount of money they agree on. Yeah. And we agree on a time, and if you're not ready at a time, um, you lose that money. Right. Nowadays, I think they give you like time to get it fixed. Yeah. Um, they do it sometimes, and they sometimes. have time to get it, it fixed. But we just yeah. you lost that money, and then now we can raise. I will wait for you. We can raise again, but yeah. we're gonna gather more money. <laughs> So do you think it was like a hustle back then? Or because oh. I look at it now as like they're not doing it for the, the love for street racing. They're doing they, it more they, for like, I just want to get my money. They're doing it for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> or doing it for the gram, I guess. You they're doing it too. for the gram. Yeah. Everybody wants to be famous in Instagram right. and social media. And right, right, that, right. Basically. Yeah. I mean, my my experiences and my and my like what I call my rules came more from like pool hustling. Ah. You know, I used to go to, to, to see people play pool and when when a, when a hustler comes, he he makes it look like he's lucky. Like oh, he'll bank he'll bank off a four and get it in the corner. Oh man, I wanted to get it in there. I'm lucky. Oh yeah, and he'll hustle over out of a hundred dollars real quick. <laughs> and you think he's lucky, but really he's got you beat. Right. You don't even know him. Then by the time you realize that you, a couple of hundred dollars out. <laughs> so <laughs> most of my yeah. things came from came from from seeing people playing pool. Did you guys ever do the 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 money on the hood situation? You, have you ever seen that before? The money on the what? So like, let's say if you win the race, and you you know you get the pot, they put the money on the hood. They they put your name on the hood and in, in the money. Oh, no, out. you we, never seen that before? No, we we never. No, I never seen that. No. <laughs> but the way we used to do it, we used to we used to have paper, pen and paper, just records everybody's name, whatever they put. Here's the money, give it to the judge, and that's it. Ah, uh, okay. And then the judge will have it, and then it'll be his decision. He'll be at the end. If we're arguing, let's say it's a close race, right. it's his decision. Whatever he says goes. Yeah. There's no argument about it. It's so, so it's so different now. It's crazy. Yeah, it was, I mean, I wouldn't know because I wasn't back there, but it's just like you kind of wish it was like that, but times change. You know? yeah, yeah. Things are a lot things different. Things evolve. Now. Things right. evolve. I, I say it's a lot harder to race now because of, you know, cops got, got a, a ahead of us. You know, there's cameras everywhere. Um, all we had was for them to call on the radio, and by the time they called, we were gone. Yeah. And even even when they used to catch us, we will pull over, wait until he got out of the car, then take off. And it's like by the time he's on and back in the car, we're gone. Yeah. 
and all he all he could do is call it in and that's it right so it was it was a lot easier i think it was a lot easier and plus also if <laughs> if we had um registration insurance and a license it was hard for them to like take your car or do anything or just, just could give you a ticket that's it because you that's, wouldn't yeah do, there was nothing wrong with there was nothing legal about racing in those days right like, they can't take your car for it until maybe like the 90s the 90s that's when they started to put the yeah. rules and 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 seeing that it was a problem and and they actually started to confiscate cars impounding them but you still get it back a few days later right. you know you get a lawyer whatever get the car back so it was it was a lot easier now they crush your cars so there's a lot <laughs> more serious. going on a lot more activities going on a lot more different cultures now yeah. that have uh, evolved and right. um now they just put everybody in the same group yeah. whether you're doing a car show whether you're doing uh you know street right. racing takeover whatever it is even the guy with the music they yeah the music they guys too yeah racing so it's, it's a different situation now. Definitely a different situation. I think a lot harder for them. Like, what were the cars that had the most competition with you? So, I was always an import guy. I, okay. I was never an American car. From day one, I was never... I, I found American cars boring. Because like, okay. it was easy. You can get power out of any V8. We, we were running, like, you know, we were running 14s back then when we used to go to the track. It was, they used to laugh at us. But now... You know, we evolve and we're racing with them now. Now, right. now they're like, "What you got in there?" I know. Um, you know, I, I, I in, in, in 1997, I put together a Honda and I started to go to English Town. Uh, it was a friend of mine's car. I put it together, and um, and we were going, we we were going 1130s back then, which was really fast. 1130s? Yeah. And then I used to drive the car to the track, put on the slicks, go run 1130. So the American guys would always, "What you got under?" I said, "Well, got a little motor. I got a four cylinder." But they always wanted to see it yeah um because it was they knew it was fast um, and we were evolving by that by those by those years we already started to evolve right and turbo era came in and a lot of situation but when we first started the like i said the datsun 510 was a big car the toyota corollas were big mm -hmm. um the, the 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 mazdas rx2 rx3 r100 they were they were they were very very popular back then right. So the crowd that we dealt with was mostly import. So that's why I grew up mostly liking imports. Yeah. And not the American cars. So you didn't race, you didn't really street race a lot of American cars back then? Or you, or you were just no, lining maybe, up against a lot maybe of Maybe once in a while. Um, later, later also, later, later in, the, in, in, my, in my, when I had the 300ZX, I raced a couple of IROC Cs and stuff yeah. like that. Because they thought, like, what can he have under there? But that car was twin turbo. Right. So, and it was 1990, the same year the car came out. So there wasn't much out there for the car, but we were competitive uh, with the American cars. So the motors back then, um, and how they built them in, in the early age, in like the early 90s, um, late 80s, uh, how do they compare to what's out now? Oh my God. So that's one thing that I really want to talk to new kids about because okay. this, I find that there's a big disrespect for horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and you know don't take me out of content on that no of course yeah, you yeah. know people will believe me people yeah. will take me out of content for that but i'll explain so a datsun 510 had 90 horsepower 90 horsepower yeah. so think about it 90 horsepower we thought we were racing cars now come with 400 500 600 so that's why i say there's a big disrespect because these kids begin to to drive and they getting on a car that has 500 horsepower already which I mean we had to learn how to drive 90 right <laughs> so and then we evolved little by little into the power so okay. we respected when we made a little power mm -hmm. 
I'll give you a good example. The, the Toyota Supra came out in, in 90, 94. 94, yes. 94, 280 horsepower. And nowadays, what are they making? 2,000, 2,500, 1,500. You know what I mean? It's it took years, but yeah. Because yeah. The, everything has evolved. The turbo era, we couldn't run. When the turbo era came out, we couldn't run more than 10 pounds of boost. Motors will break, everything. Nowadays, they run 100 pounds of boost. So everything evolved, and, and the new generation is getting this all at once, and they're not realizing that you have to, you know, you have to tame the beast before right. you ride it. <laughs> right, right. That's basically what it is. So that's why I say there's a big disrespect on power. Like when anybody comes to my shop, to the dyno, I always ask, you know, how much power you want to make? Because I have a lot of experience on, on, on setups and builds. Right. So I know if your setup is going to make, or I'll be close to what your setup is going to make by looking at what you have. Some people come, oh, I want to make a thousand. Well, you can't, you know, I, I don't even want to get started because you can't make a thousand. Right. It's impossible. And they get discouraged, but I'm just being truthful and trying to guide them in the right direction uh, where they can make that kind of power if they want to later. Were turbo cars popular back then? Early 90s. Early 90s. Early so 90s. My first turbo car was a Mitsubishi Starion. Okay. Uh, and that was 1987. Right. And that they came out, I think, in 80, 85 was the first year of them. Okay. And then in 87, they changed the body. They made it like a white body with square mm. flares and all that and, and nine-inch tires. It looked, it looked really nice. It, was, it wasn't the fastest car, but it was fast. Right. It was fast. And it, 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 that, those cars made me a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah, now. But, they... but the car that made me the most famous out in the street was the 300ZX. 300ZX. Yep. That's the car. That's the car I won the most money on it. Um, it wasn't mine. It was a, a good friend of mine that he's not here with us anymore, unfortunately. Uh, and he he actually went to buy a Pathfinder and paid for the Pathfinder and everything. And when he went in, the car was on the on the on the showroom floor. He said, "No, I'm taking this." And the guy's like, "But I saw you a Pathfinder. No, I don't want it anymore. <laughs> I'm going to take this." So he shows up with that. And um, it's funny because I drove it and I took it. Uh, uh, we used to run a mile after, by, the, by those years. We used okay. to run a, a mile down in, in Dykeman Street. Right. And um, he came with the car and I took it down the mile. And, you know, I'm usually smiling or, or I laugh when I want to rub off some stress. Yeah. <laughs> and I was impressed with the speed because I haven't been that fast in a car. And I'm, like, I'm laughing. I'm like, wow, this thing is good. So he asked me. Well, how many cars do you think we can give a Starion? You know, there was a guy with a Starion that, that he wanted to race. And I'm like, you know, we could probably give him 15 cars, I think. This thing's really fast. Right. But, you know, you don't want to give him 15 right off the bat. You want to, When I knew what I can give you, I will give you less. That way we can continue ah, racing. So that's okay. the way to hustle. Right. And um, that's smart. we go out that night and, and he tells the guy, yeah, I'll give you 15 cars right off the bat. I'm like, what's wrong with you, dude? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> And he lost the very first race in that car. Damn. And I was supposed to drive the car, but the guy said I couldn't drive it. So by the way, when he beat him, he's like, I don't care who gets in. You know, anybody can drive it. Yeah. So I had to give him 17 cars. That's the only way I, I was get to drive it. So the guy's like, come on, drive it. I said, okay, let me put some money. He's like, come on. That was a $5,000 race. He lost $5,000 that he put himself. Nobody went with him. Yo, He that's put himself. Wild. So. So I'm like, okay, let me let me put a thousand dollars because he wanted to raise for seven now. Okay. So I'm like, I'm gonna put a thousand. He's like, come on, let me let me put the money because I lost five. That way I get my five back, and then you guys could put the two thousand. So I got people with me, so we had to split the two thousand. 
I'm like, all right, whatever. I gave them 17 cars. And the way we did it in the mile is you get 17 cars rolling start from the back. So the way people do it now, they spot you in front and you guys stay together, right? They take right. off together. No, I had to be standing at the start and I get ready and, and the flagman just tells them when I'm ready. Or I have the hazard lights and I turn them off when I'm ready to go and I'm looking in the mirror. So when he gets to me, I take off. Oh, so it's different then. So by the time he passes me, he's in second gear. So you got to start. You just got. And then I got to do my thing. I got to launch. I forget it. So my mentality is always I forget about the car. I concentrate on what I'm doing because it's a mile long. So right. the first. So the, the, the mile had it wasn't a straight mile. It, okay. had, a, it had little bends, little but we bends. went straight through the bends. We went straight to the bends. So until I got out of the bend. I wouldn't even know where you were at. I don't even want to know because I know I can't catch you with that with that amount of head start that I gave you. Yeah, yeah. But when I went to when I came out of those turns, if I'm behind you and you're not pulling on me, you're done. <laughs> I knew that. That I knew. Any car that's not pulling is done. So usually I've, I've already caught up some. I'm like, okay, so I'll try to catch up and I back up a little bit. Right. And try to play with you so I can race you again. Yeah, so you can run it back. And yeah, then so I can race you again. So oh. if I came out of that turn and you were like far, but you're not pulling, I'm like, okay, I got to work. Yeah. So I got to just, I, I put fifth gear there. That was my, the gear was fifth. And then in fifth gear, it, it would just start pulling you, start pulling you, start pulling you. At the end, there was a little, there was a little, um, like a little hill. Right. And then the, the sign was there. So usually I will, I will start to draft you. So you're blocking my wind so I can pick up more speed. And then right at that, right at that hill i will come out and then the hill will push me down and i'll beat you by a fender or a car that's the way i used to drive over so everybody used to hate me for that because they say oh you have nitrous you have this but in those days you're not looking at my hood you're racing you can look at the car outside that's all you can do nobody pops their hoods you can't that's not my problem you, you, you what you see is what you get right and i don't, I don't look at yours wow. that's another hustle i had you say i have nitrous I bet you a thousand dollars I don't. I put it on top of the car. Nobody puts it. Okay, I'll take my thousand dollars back. <laughs> so, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Yo, but that's dope. it's a good bluff. It's like poker. So, you know, I had to bluff it. If I had it, you didn't know. You want to know? Cost you a thousand dollars. You're going to win a thousand. If it, if you're sure you have it, you get a thousand dollars. So that, that 300ZX was, was a feared card back then. Yeah, it was it was it was a fear car back then. Yes. What was done to it? I mean, you can say now because oh well, that car. So when it went, the first race was really stock. Okay. Um, but it was just superior. Of, it was twin turbo. It was twin turbo. Okay, right. Yeah. So it was the the VG motor, and um, but right from that race, there was a place a place in Long Island called Prototype. Okay. Which um, I used to go there a lot, and they used to do most of the heavy work there. I still know some of the guys that work there. I used to work there. <laughs> um, and um, he actually took it there and spent like 10 grand on the car. So $10,000. Yeah. So we changed and everything was HKS. HKS had just come to the to the United States in those days, which everything was HKS on the car. Intercoolers. We had um, what they call an FCON. We didn't have any programmer we used to use. It was just something that you put in between it, a piggyback. Yeah. And it would control injectors and things like that. Oh, piggybacks. Okay. Yeah. And uh, so it had that, it had intercoolers, it has bigger turbos, which which gave it like, I we never put that car on a dyno. We didn't have dynos back then. There was no dynos back no, then? No, It's just go out in the street and, 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 and race it. I used to, oh, wow. my, my dyno was, I would go to the mile, 
I had a stopwatch and I would do my stopwatch and I know what I picked up. You know, it wasn't 100%, but if, if I picked up a second, let's say I picked up half with my with a margin yeah, of yeah, error, yeah, yeah. still it picked up. Right, right. Basically, so. How are you messing with the, the turbos back then? Like same way it works now, nothing's different basically? In terms well, of basically boost? everything was bolt on. Bolt on. Not like not like now that we have way big turbos and all that. Right. We, it was just a, a, an upgrade on a, on a turbo. Okay. Which we didn't know what we were getting. They were just HKS and it yeah, was a yeah, brand. Yeah. It was a brand type of thing. But it, they did work and he'll give us more boost. The most boost we ever ran on that thing was twenty pounds. Twenty five. Twenty pounds. Oh, we twenty pounds. Twenty pounds. After that, they will blow up. Ross wouldn't hold. Um, turbo technology was very early in the day, so. You know, Ross motors weren't that strong. Ross weren't that strong. Um, he did speak to cause the guy. The guy had a lot of money. We did speak to to HKS on building an engine, and it was thirty thousand back then. So he wasn't willing to spend that thirty thousand. Thirty thousand. That was big money. I mean, that's a lot of money. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's still kind of a lot of money yeah. now, depending on what. Well, you can come up with it now. But yeah. Back then, I mean, the whole car cost thirty grand. Back right. Then, so right. Now you're spending what you spend on the car on an engine, and you don't know how good it's gonna be. There was no warranty, so he's like, we're, we're fine with what we got. We're fine with what we got. So nobody was doing like sleeves or anything like that around that time? Nothing, nothing at all. Hondas wow. weren't even around. What? It, was, it wasn't it was a big Honda following. The, the you know, remember that was the first, like the, that the was 92 like Acura, EF? that's when VTEC came out. Yeah, yeah. So they weren't really that popular in right. that in, in that first generation. The second generation of the Integra was more popular now. Right. That's the one that got really Hondas out, out there. Yeah. 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 Which was the 1.8. So the first one was a 1.7 VTEC. It was a weird motor, like 1.7, yeah. you know, weird. <laughs> um, but um, it was it was it was a very good car and it caught on and that's when the Honda era began after that. Ah, okay. What were some of like the best motors at that time? Overall, at that time, what was the most feared engine? In, Back in, in the, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, turbo, the the turbo two turbo, okay, the Mazda, yeah, Mazda, the Mazda, the the Starion for sure, the Mitsubishi motor, the Mitsubishi motor was right. I think Mitsubishi motor was one of the first ones to go seven on a on a car from Puerto Rico. Yeah, really, yeah, I believe so. I if it wasn't, it was it was it was it's up there. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's up there. They put it in a full chassis car and it went sevens. All right. Wow. Um, so and this was years years after too then the 300 cx was a very big 300 big cx motor. Right. porsches were really big in those era they were they were just above everything yeah but those are expensive how much were they expensive were? but there were some around there yeah was, the twenty thousand dollar race was two porsches I, it wasn't my car i was racing somebody else's car oh so okay the twenty thousand dollar race was an interesting story because i'm i'm very superstitious and i always believe that if i went home I'm not coming out of my house because that's my safe haven. Right. So if you call me to race, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't, I'll yeah, race nah. you tomorrow. <laughs> I don't want to race today. Because I always felt that something bad was going to happen. Okay. Um, so that day I went home and, and the guy with 300 CS called me, we got a race. We got a race with a Porsche. I'm like, we were actually waiting on a, on a part to come in. I said, the part's coming in tomorrow. Why don't we just wait and we see if we get better. Yeah. And we race. He's like, no, come on. I'll put the money. I'll put the money. So I'm like. He convinced me. I'm like, all right, I'll go. I'll go. And I put $500 in my pocket. Went out. I put the $500. We lose the race. I'm like, you see, man? Fuck. Now I lost my $500. I should have stood home. I'm, I'm going crazy. And then 
it wasn't like a race night. It was like a, it was a Tuesday night, Wednesday night, something like that. Yeah. Because we would meet at, at, in, in weekdays if we had a race. Okay. And um, the, I'm like, now I can't get my money back because there's no other cars to race. So we're there talking, and then a friend of mine comes in a Porsche, and I say, oh man, here it is this is the thing right here to get my money back. So I tell the guy, listen, you gotta race this guy. Your car can beat him. You know, let's 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 set something up. You were that confident in the Porsche. Well, it's another Porsche, and I know I know what I know who did the work to both of them. So oh, I knew so he were, okay, gotcha, I knew right. that car can compete with that one. Gotcha, okay. Um, so I'm like, you know, come on, man, I just lost a race. Let's try to get some money back. So he's like, nah, I won't race the car, but I'll lend it to you for you to drive it. I said, okay, give me the car. And then I, I'm like, but wait a minute, I don't have any money. <laughs> so life so i'm like oh can you lend me 500 dollars you know everybody knew i was good for the money so he yeah. gives me 500 dollars i put it in the pot and then we put a pot together it was a couple of thousand and we started i think with like three four thousand and i gave the guy no the guy gave me two cars from the back two cars yeah by the end of the night i was giving him one how, how, how what did you say i was giving him by the end of the night i was giving him cars so we raced four times oh, wow the second time so you hustled him yeah uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course i needed my money back so that's basically the way it worked that's basically the way it worked i didn't know the car was that fast i i asked for cars and he, he, yeah. he gave them to me but once i once once i'm racing i i can see how the you car you kind of know right yeah. you know what you can do i'm like whoa we way faster we were and and believe me, in those days, it's not like now where you got all these electronics. We had a manual boost controller. So the way it worked is the guy, the guy, the owner was sitting next to me in the car. Yeah. And the boost controller closed. And as I put third gear, he's racing the boost. <laughs> That's oh, the way it was. Wow. Did you guys have scramble buttons too? Where you can hit wait, it? Wait, HKS, HKS came out with, which has three position. Okay. Had, that was the first, it was called the EVC. Ah. And it was just a manual boost controller with three different positions. That's basically what it was. Okay. So you will push it push as it. you go, as you drive. You get some That's more why boost. the mile was a lot easier than the quarter mile. You got a lot of things to do in the quarter mile. In yeah. the mile, you can take your time and just you hit do, a button. Yeah, you can yeah, cause you're, you're, you're explaining that to me and I'm like, damn, a mile? It's like, it almost yeah. sounds like a movie because there's so many things happening within that, oh, within yeah, that yeah, time. Yeah, 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 so you can do a lot more. You can kind of play with, yeah. you know, Basically, I used to just like, it's like, you know, I used to call it like Michael Jordan. He's in the zone. I'm in my zone when yeah. I'm there. And usually when I, I never like to ask somebody next to me. Right. Because they either, they will either talk to me or something. I'm like, you, you sit there, you can't talk to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. You don't understand. Subtle vision. Yeah. You don't understand. I'm, 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 you're not even here to me. Right. So it was, it was, it was tough, but it, it worked for me. I mean, I had a, I had a plan always. I always had a plan. Whether I lose or win, I still had a plan. Right. <laughs> So can you talk about how, like back then the experience was, you said you had tunnel vision as opposed to racing in something like this, because these cars are like a whole different ball game. Yeah. Well, it's looking from the outside in yeah. is a lot different. Okay. So like, that's, that's one of the things when I say about horsepower that you evolve into it. You, okay. So I have evolved into this. So that situation that you see, that you fear, that you see that it's fast, we're very comfortable in once we're in there. Okay. And you know the safety, the safeties that we have, are, you know, the chances of having uh, uh, an issue, yeah, and an accident, that they're, they're there, but they're less because of the safety that we have. Okay. So you get used to it. Um, usually, it's just a day in the park for you, like just going through a sequence, unless something goes out of whack. Let's say like 
you break apart the car there's oil in the tire then it becomes a ride in a roller right, coaster right. <laughs> basically it's a right, roller right. coaster ride but other than that it's just a walk in the park basically when you take off <laughs> in these cars do you ever feel like the car is leaving you like you know what I'm saying? I used to like I a used roller coaster. To, so the way I describe it to people is, you're gonna get in the passenger side. I'm gonna put a hundred dollars on the dash, and you're gonna try to grab it because <laughs> you can't. So yeah, we I've have seen a, videos like we that. We have too. a G sensor. We get anywhere from 2.5 Gs to 3 Gs. So that's like a, a, a jet plane taking off, basically. Ah. It pushes you back. It does. But we're, we're so strapped in it that we don't, you don't feel it. Yeah, you no, don't. We don't you, there's feel no it. movement, basically. Yeah, we don't feel it. Yeah, like we can't even move our necks because we have something strapped to our neck in case you crash, your neck doesn't snap back and forth. So you basically, if your head's in place, it's not as uh, you don't feel the G's as yeah, much. Yeah, you don't feel it. You don't until you see it back in the data. You don't. You don't even realize you did that. Wow. Basically. So, what is some of the fastest, or what is the fastest time you ran in this car? First so, of all, what is what are you what are you racing in now? So this is a A86 Corolla, a 1985 Corolla okay. GTS. Basically, is part you know it's my roots. Basically, that's what I grew up on uh, in the later years also. But <laughs> but it's what I grew up on, and and um, it has a two JC motor motor, and we gone um, 656 at 217. 656 at 217. And you trapped what? 217 miles an hour. 217. That's right. There was a car here that did that same, a similar number yesterday. I'm not sure what car it yeah, was. Yeah, they won 640. Yes, it was, right? They won 640. Yeah. Dude, that was, that was impressive. I think it was a rotary, no? Yeah, a rotary. It was. Yeah. Dude, that car boogie. It's loud. You're going to see way faster than that this weekend. Yeah? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're going to see some five second pass. So what What made you go with a 2J? Um, It's weird because I'm a Honda guy <laughs> in, in, in heart. Uh, I started with Hondas. My shop was based on Hondas, and it still is for the most part. But um, it, a customer of mine called Josh Frampeña uh, uh, decided to buy this car, and he said he'll buy it if if I drive it. Um, it was an interesting story because I was out of racing for ten years. Okay. My my daughter was going into college, and. I basically just wanted my daughter and my son to just graduate high school. I told him I'll be fine with graduating high school, but she decided she got accepted into Penn State. And oh wow, money was yeah. Tight. Penn State is, is a big <laughs> it's a big school, yeah. So I decided to put my race car apart and and set it in in parts, gather the money, and um and actually see what we can do to 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 make her afford. She couldn't she couldn't get the loan on her own in those days. Right. We had to either put the loans in ourselves. Or pay, come up with some money too. Yeah. And um, there were loans for for people, but you know you got to make like ten thousand dollars a year to get that loan. And it's expensive. Yeah. We were we were making more than that, so they wouldn't give us the loan. And it was twenty thousand dollars a semester. Yeah. So I like you know she's making the effort. So I stopped racing, and you know we I we we struggle. My wife and I struggle, but we pull it through, and she graduated. So. I'm yeah. very proud of her now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a blessing that you're actually able to still, you know, have a car like this and actually have a shop. Yeah. So then I, I came back and he's like, you got to drive. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm kind of better now. I, uh, all right. All right. You know, all right. We'll try it. We'll try it. Yeah. And look where I'm at now. I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> look where I'm at I'm now. stuck with it again now. Yeah. Dude. So how much power is this car making? So we're making 1900 horsepower right 1900. now. 1900. And is that like the most you've made on this? That's the most we made. The yes. most. So what are you looking to do today? Uh, at least my 650 back. 650? <laughs> yeah. 
Because we made the 650 and we haven't ran it again, but we ran some 660, 670s, 680s. Uh, we kind of try to, we try to go faster and change things and backfire some things. You got to come back to things. Right. So we we made a little bit more power at that time. I was making 1800. And we made a little bit more power now. We'll see what we can get and, you know, if, like we say, if all the planets line up, we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's your shop, uh, DRT. Where is this located? So uh, I'm in, in South Amboy now. I was in I was 20 years in Queens, New York. That's okay. where mostly everybody knows me from. Right. But now I'm in South Amboy, New Jersey. Very happy there. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey's life, cool. Jersey's life cool. is easier now. Yeah. Manhattan <laughs> is, is or uh, New York is is tough. Oh yeah, New York was you know fighting with the ticket guys, fighting with the cleanup guys, with the a sanitation. Lot of cars in the street. Yeah, yeah. I was in a dead end street, which was a good thing for me. Oh, you were a dead end street. I was a dead end street, but they still come once in a while right. and, and bother me. But now I'm very happy where I'm at. Um, it's working pretty good. Uh, I'm actually, like I tell people, I'm actually on my way out. So I'm by myself. Before I used to have four workers. Right. Um, good guys. They all, they all, um, I'm very happy for them. They all grew out and, and, and into different ventures. Uh, some of them have shops themselves. And right. I'm, I'm very proud that I was able to be part of that and in the learning experience. That's awesome. Yeah. So what kind of cars do you work on at the shop? Uh, like what Mostly imports nowadays. Mostly um, imports. Hondas, Hondas for the most part. Hondas for the most part. Some 2Js. Now that now they see that 2J right. fans come over. Uh, but mostly imports and mostly electronics. But um, I what happened was I evolved and I got into road racing, which was my passion from the beginning. I, I never used to drag race. but Drag race is the least expensive thing you can do in racing. Mm. Road race takes a lot more money. So I do a lot of consulting for road racing. Wow. Um, okay. And that that really paid off in the bills because um, I get to travel to different countries, different states, and, right. and do my consulting and get paid really well. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm starting to find that a lot more of the people that are here are like 100% into cars and racing. You know, it's not just like a, I mean, it's, I'm sure some people have hobbies, Correct. but um, I love the fact that I get to, you know, talk to people who are actually doing this full time. And, and, and most people well. ask me for the most part, most people ask me that, uh, oh, what if you went to a school? The only thing I did was in high school, I did a little bit. Most yeah. of the stuff I learned with experience, you know, try and error. Don't don't you know, that's one thing I want to tell. I want to tell them, don't don't ever be afraid to, to fall or, or to error never be afraid of that it's only going to make you stronger yeah i made plenty of mistakes you know and and you just grow from it and become stronger that's it most people are afraid that oh i'm not gonna i'm, I'm, I'm not gonna do it right or you know think about when you were born you didn't walk right you didn't run you didn't speak yeah so you gotta crawl before you experience walk experience is the yeah. best is the best way experience is the best way that's awesome yeah. so is there anything else you can give the younger generation um or any advice you can give the younger generation as far as uh, when, it, when it comes I to street mean, racing? I mean, for the most part, just, you know, don't believe what you see on social media. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe me yeah, on social media. and stay stay focused. I mean, you, uh, the way I look at it nowadays, I feel there's a lot of pressure on, on, on the on the new generation, yeah. all the kids now on social media because they see things and then they want to do the same thing. Like when right. they do the challenges and all that stuff. And they feel the pressure that they have to do it. Yeah. Uh, and it's... it's that's why we see so many kids with depression and, and, and all these things now. And it's because of, they feel the pressure that they have to do it. No, be yourself. You know, always be yourself. Always think positive. Always stay positive. Why, why right. are you going to think that something's going to go wrong? Those are, those are humans' mistakes that everybody makes. I, I made them. 
So I really like to pass it on to them to think, yeah, listen, it's okay to fail. Just now learn why you fail and become better. And and that's all you can do, you know. Yeah. Now, I mean, nowadays I, I also say that my generation was the last generation to go and do something without a college degree. Now everybody needs a college degree, which is something that you come out of college, you don't even have any experience. But you need a college degree. I can have 10 year experience and they hire the guy with the college degree. Yeah. So it's 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 a tougher situation for them out there. Right. You know, they come out with all this debt from college and then they have to work and there's no work out there. So, I, I mean, they have it harder than us. We just we could we we could do any we could do anything. We just you could. I, I never graduated high school. That's why I wanted my kids to actually do that. To me, right. that was be, you know, my generation now will have a, a, a better accomplishment than me. You know, she graduated college. Well, she she overpassed me now. She's, she's my retirement plan. <laughs> she's your retirement plan. Yeah, she's my retirement plan. But uh, but you know, that's always my advice to everybody: is stay positive. Don't be afraid to fail. Wise words. Well, I don't want to take up too much of your time, man. I really appreciate it. I'm happy that we got to do this interview, and I actually had the pleasure of sitting down with you. Much success to you and your business. And I hope to see this car rip and run today. I didn't get to see it yesterday. But right. hopefully we can see this thing rip and run. I'm really curious. Yeah, we got a run today. Then we got two tomorrow and two more Saturday. So we got five all together. Awesome. Well, awesome. We'll see. We'll see if we do good. And I want to thank you guys for having me. I, I actually saw all the clips where they mentioned me. And it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was funny because everybody kept sending them to me. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was like talking so much, uh, yeah. so much nonsense. But yeah. I was like, you know what? Let me maybe uh, let me interview you so you can clear it up and kind of yeah. tell your story. Yeah, good, you know, I, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank appreciate you, you where can the viewers find you sorry okay so you can catch me at, i have my instagram and facebook drt racing i have my my um, youtube channel which i just opened up in may and right. it's called Ralph, ralphie's racing world okay and also instagram ralphie's racing world they ralphie's, can catch okay. me there i'll see if i can give some tech information in the youtube channel and mostly for the most part right now i got a couple of videos just about myself so people know my regular everyday right. life because I have a life, people. <laughs> Some people think I don't, that I just, I'm racing and I'm doing cars, this all yeah. the time. But like, we, we all got bills to pay and we have a life. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. I yeah. agree. So okay. I'll definitely put that in the link. Um, or I'll put that in the description below for you guys to uh, check out his content as well and show him some support and love. Um, and then, yeah. So that concludes this episode. Catch you guys in the next one. Peace.